0: Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word.
1: How well do you listen? And not not only how well do we listen, but how, how well do you hear? Do you hear clearly God's call? Do you respond to the call to come corporately? Do you respond to God's personal calls as the Spirit of God moves upon your heart to go, to do, to say, Uh, he moves upon you to do certain things do you do you heed that Um, do you move forward in obedience to that and um i believe as we do like philip in acts chapter 8 our ability to hear will be clearer and clearer
0: there have probably been times in your life when you wonder if you need your hearing checked Where god's concerned you just aren't sure if you're hearing him well in today's message pastor bill shares that god does speak to you In fact, he wants to guide you through life. Just like the Israelites heard the different trumpet calls and responded with action, God wants you to follow the things he's leading you to do. So be listening to what God is saying and be quick to respond to those promptings. Now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of Numbers chapter 10 for today's edition of A Transforming Word.
1: Well, Numbers 10, uh, interesting chapter, a call to action. And the children of Israel have been kind of on a journey. They've been being prepared in many ways uh, from Exodus all the way till now. So, for you guys that were with us in Exodus and you've made it with us all the way till now, they've been being prepared. Where's God preparing the children of Israel? Where's He trying to take them to? All right. So today, Promised Land. Today is they're going to take their first steps finally uh, toward the Promised Land. So. Up until this point, again, he's given them instruction. He's gathered them together. He brought them out of bondage in Egypt. He's organized them. He's, he's done a lot of things to prepare them. He's shown them how to worship. Um, he's gotten everything in a row. And today, they're going to be called into action. And so, uh, we're going to learn in this chapter, there's going to be the trumpets that are, God commands Moses to make. Uh, that's going to give them a call. That's going to call them into action. So, let's read verses 1 through 6, and then we'll go back through them. Uh, Numbers 10, I'll read verses 1 through 6 altogether. It says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Make two silver trumpets for yourself. You shall make them of hammered work. You shall use them for calling the congregation and for directing the movement of the camps. And when they blow both of them, all the congregation shall gather before you at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. But if they blow only one, Then the leaders, the heads of the divisions of Israel shall gather to you. When you sound the advance and the camps that lie on the east side shall then begin their journey. When you sound the advance the second time, the camps that that lie on the south side shall begin their journey. They shall sound the call for them to begin their journeys." And so what God does here is uh, there's a massive amount of people. Some people estimate between two and three million people here. So there's, a, there's a, quite a number of people that Moses is leading that God has gathered together to himself. You know, we, we know when God's going to move, there's a the cloud by day and there's the pillar of fire by night. But now God is saying, I, I want you to be able to call everyone's attention. Um, and so anybody that's been in a, you know, setting where there's a big group of I wouldn't even know. You know, they didn't have megaphones, they didn't have PA systems, they didn't have all the cool stuff. We're in a little room like this, and I got a mic. I could probably go without it, but I got it, you know, for recording purposes. But how do you call that many people? How do you call them to order? And so, something that was very common back then was they had trumpets. And in some instances, they had the trumpets, the ram horn, different ones. And the blowing of the trumpets in different ways gave them instruction. They knew... If this trumpet blast meant everybody come, there's another trumpet blast that means all the leaders of the tribes come. There's another trumpet blast that means everybody get ready for battle. And so they were instructed. God wanted there to be a way where Moses as the leader could call everyone's attention at once. And so he used this right here. And so in verse 2, Moses was commanded to make two silver trumpets for yourself. You shall make them of uh, hammered work. You shall use them for calling the congregation for directing the movement of the camps." And so we know a few things. I was looking into the, the, these instruments. Uh, they were trumpets. They're probably more like what we would look at as a flute. They were tubular. You know, there are different estimates as how long they were with a, with a flare at the end. So kind of like what you might see in, a, in a, a flute, you know, like a long thing with a little flare, horn flare at the end and, a, you know, you blow through it and it makes a, a noise. Now, again, I was kind of puzzled, like, well, how do you make one to make that, that loud that everybody is going to hear it? Everybody's going to hear it and understand by the sound of it what it means. And so he gives instruction here as far as how it's to go. Verse 3 he told him, when they blow both of them, so if they blow both trumpets together, then all the congregations shall gather before you at the door of the tabernacle. So both trumpets blow that would mean for the whole congregation, everybody get up and come right now. So, I, this is what I was gathering, right? Just like God had in, in last chapter said, whenever you see the cloud moving, get going. Whenever you see the cloud stopping, stop. It was at God's command. It wasn't God didn't request them. He didn't check in with them. It was when, when I move, you move. You know, When God moves, he said, you guys get moving. So here, again, God is saying, when you hear the sound, come on. When you hear both trumpets together, I need everybody to come and present yourself. And so again, I looked at that and I thought, well, what would that be like today? Is there an application for that? Is there a way in which that makes sense for you and I today? And I believe this, I believe that there are times when God will call us, it may be at an inopportune time, it may be at a very, you know, maybe a time where you presented yourself to him, but I guess we need to all answer this. Can God just call you at a moment's notice and you go? Uh, I was really looking at this and seeing, like, man, what, what is this like in the New Testament? Where, where in the New Testament does God just call people and they go at his call? And I looked at Philip in Acts chapter 8. And if you look at the story of Philip, uh, I like it because I, I just look at a guy that was very in, in tune with the Holy Spirit. Uh, a guy who was involved in something great. It's easy for God to call us away from something that we don't like anyway. Something that's not going well anyway. If you had a job and you already hate it, and God says, I want you to leave that job, I got something better, it's easy. But what if you had a job that's jamming? They pay you good, they give you great benefits, they treat you awesome, and God says, I want you to leave that job. Really, Lord? I need confirmation. I need three confirmations. I'm gonna talk to my pastor, my pastor's friend, my pastor, pastor, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go through all kind of like, can he just call us away from things instantly? And so in Acts chapter eight, Philip was in the middle of a revival. He was in an area where people were being saved. Uh, people were coming to Christ. Many people were being, being reached out to. And it says that while he was there, that the Lord just called him. God just called Philip and said, I want you to, I want you to leave where you are and go to the desert. And I don't know about you guys, but if, again, he didn't even get a whole lot of instruction. God didn't say, I want you to leave here and then go to the desert. And when you get there, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do that. God just said, hey, I know where you are is great. I know it's exciting. I know you're enjoying it. I know the Lord is moving. And I want you to leave all that behind. And again, for me, I'm somebody that's into ministry. So you're in a jamming ministry and God is saying, leave it. And go out to the desert where there's nothing that you know of right now. Just get up and start making your way to the desert. Well, we know that Philip got up and he started making his way to the desert. If you want to write down in your notes, Acts chapter 8, verse 26, it says, Now now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise, go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. And the very next verse says, So he arose and went. He didn't go ask three people for counsel. He didn't go take a week to fast and pray. He heard from God and he got up and he got going and he went. And as he went, it says, so as he arose, behold, there was a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians who had charge of all his treasury, who had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in the chariot. He was reading Isaiah, the prophet. Now, first it says, if you notice, first it says in verse 26, That an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, and he answered. He he went right away. Then as you look at verse 29, it says, Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake the chariot. And again, just like the people we're looking at in Numbers 10, where God is saying, when I blow this horn, when you hear the sound, I'm, I'm calling you to come. I'm calling you to action of some sort, and I want immediate obedience. I don't want there to be a delay in between the call and you coming. Philip is a New Testament example. We don't have trumpets. I'm not gonna get up here and blow a horn, and say, burp, you know, this horn means, when you hear this horn, it means to come pray. When you hear this horn, it means to go evangelize. God says you have the Holy Spirit of the living God living inside you, and God will call us at times. And we need to be sensitive to that. How come Philip is hearing so clearly? Because he obeyed, right? He obeyed when the angel of the Lord spoke, and so when the Spirit of God spoke, he heard clearly. And he's moving right with the Lord, right in sync. Verse 29 says, then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake the chariot. So Philip ran. He ran to him and he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. And he said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I let someone guys you? And I won't read the rest of it, but he leads the guy to Christ right there on the spot, baptizes him and the spirit catches him away and the miracle happens and he gets transplanted somewhere else. Something supernatural takes place, Right. I was, again, as I'm reading this, I try to, I mean, I read this and I know it was real for them that there would be these trumpet blasts that meant get up, everybody get up now and come. Right now, everybody get up for battle and go. Leadership, everybody come right now. This, is a, this trumpet right here is called to leadership. So for you and I that we wouldn't miss this and we wouldn't read any further and say, well, that was, that was for them way back then. Understand that today God calls us just the same way and it's instant. Many times it is just the voice of the Spirit of God that lives inside you as you're going throughout your day and the Spirit is just calling you to do something. Go feed that person. Go share with that person. Pray for this person. You know, I want you to spend some time with me like God's Spirit is in us. And he's speaking many times, just telling us to do things. And we want to become people that are just quick to respond, quick to obey, quick to submit. That there's not a big delay when God calls us to do something. And so everybody here can kind of check themselves. You know, when God calls you to do something, is there a long delay? Um, Because what happens with people that have a long delay is a lot of times they end up just being disobedient. And you know how Christians, we get spiritual about everything. So when you're spiritual, but you're disobedient, you know what you say? I'm praying about it. That's how Christians disobey God. I'm, I'm just praying about it. You ain't got to pray about something God already said do, right? That would be like your kid coming into the kitchen and you saying, son, take out the trash. Him saying, I'm gonna talk to you about that some more later, mom. I just said, take out the trash. Like, that's a, that's a, that's a there's nothing else to talk about. Like, there's your feet, your hands, are you dead? Did you take out the trash, you know, it's, it's that simple. So, you know, now if you have a bad track record, and by that I mean, if you're the kind of person that says, I thought I heard from God that last time and I did it, and it ended up not being God, then you slow down, right? Um, That's not everybody but there are some people that you know, they get out ahead of God a lot and then they they like Okay, I I thought it was God, but then it it didn't work. It wasn't the Lord You know, if that's you then you want to seek out counsel and talk to somebody and make sure that it's lining up with the word until you can Get your hearing right, but I think for most of us There are times where God speaks and just because It's maybe inconvenient. We may not want to move so fast that we don't move immediately so back to numbers 10 God wanted them to all come together. So something else I thought of in terms of, because he's calling the whole congregation. I want everybody to come to me. Everybody to come. Uh, I do believe that God is into corporate worship. A lot of times today people want to kind of do it themselves. I want to, I'm going to do my own thing. I have, I have church at home by myself. I, I, go, to, I go to the beach and I have a church at nature. I look at the trees and I just experience God out there on the trees or whatever. Um, God is pleased to see all of his people coming together for the purpose of worshiping him, seeking him. Don't miss that. There's something special, dynamic, and supernatural about the church gathering together. Um, not that we don't do all the same things in private. You should pray in private, you should worship in private, you should read your Bible in private, but there's something special when when we we corporately come together for the purpose of seeking his face, it pleases him. And so here he's calling them to it. Has he called us to it? Of course he has. Um, Hebrews 10, 24, 25, God says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as is the manner of some. And so much more as you see the day approaching, God desires that we would come together in that way for the purpose of worshiping him, being together for his glory. And so look down now, verse three, when they blow both of them, Both trumpets together, the congregation shall gather before the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Verse 4, but if they blow only one, then the leaders, the heads of the divisions of Israel shall gather to you. So there's distinctions in the sounds. Now there's just one trumpet blow, all the leadership is supposed to come forth. Remember each tribe had someone that was the leader that was representative. And so the leader was to come forth, it was just the one trumpet um, there was a distinct call, and I would just point out that as uh, Christians within leadership, our call is a little different. We also come together with everybody else, but as leadership, there, there, there are times when you get called to come when everybody else gets to kick back. That's leadership. Um, my pastor used to say that for all the leadership when we would gather together in the church, he would say, because you're part of leadership, you need to go to the well twice as often and with a bigger bucket. If you're going to be going and pouring out to other people and serving other people and leading other people, then you need to be going to the well twice as often as they go. And you need to be taking a bigger bucket when you go that you might have a refreshment for yourself and refreshment for other people. And so know that as those that are called as leaders, that they're going to be called to come at times when everybody else gets to kick back. And, you know, that that was part of the plan that God had. To, right now, I just want to talk to those that are leading. Sometimes I want everybody to come together, but that God does that as well. Look at verse 5, when you sound the advance, the camps that lie on the east side shall begin their journey. When you sound the advance the second time, the camps that lie on the south side shall begin their journey. They shall sound the call for them to begin their journeys. And so uh, there was also a call that was letting them know um, after the... You guys have gathered everything together, packed everything up. There was a sound that said, okay, now let's all start moving. And again, you have to keep in mind that the, the, this, this herd of human beings was massive. So, you know, you didn't want there to be people saying, I think it's time to go now. You know, and then this group started going and the other group were standing still. And he said, you'll hear a sound that lets everybody know to start moving. This is what you get from that, that God wants there to be order. God didn't want it to be chaotic. When it was time for that many people to move, God said, look, I I got this thing organized in a way that there can be some order to the movement. And so we need to know that God is a God of order, that he wants there to be order about how things go. God doesn't want it to be all chaotic and crazy and people going every which way and, and there'll be confusion and everything else. God said, look, there'll be a clear sound and you'll know when you hear that sound, it's time to get moving forward. Everybody get going. So Again, these are just lessons or examples that we can take from them. And so, as we come off of verse six, question for all of us: I, I look at God here calling them corporately, calling them as leaders, using the blowing of the trumpet, the different sounds, the different times to call them to different things. We can all challenge ourselves or question ourselves in this: How well do you listen? And not, not only how well do we listen, but how, how well do you hear? Do you hear clearly God's call? Do you respond to the call to come corporately? Do you respond to God's personal calls as the spirit of God moves upon your heart to go, to do, to say? Uh, to, to, he moves upon you to do certain things. Do you do you heed that? Um, do you move forward in obedience to that? And um, I believe as we do, like Philip in Acts chapter 8, our ability to hear will be clearer and clearer. Right here, as we see God using, you know, the Old Testament, God is using... Uh, very outward, you know, you can't miss it, sort of, sort of a, a means of reaching out, a means of them hearing. Well for you and I it's more spiritual. It it would be nice, right? It wouldn't require faith if I could just hear a trumpet. My mind says that would be so much easier, Lord. You know, I just can you just blow a trumpet that says right now I want you to witness. And you blow a trumpet that says right now I want you to go and do this thing over here, do that thing. God says, no no I want I want there to, what, right now what we have is more intimate than what they had. Don't miss this. They did not have God with them, right? When Jesus was being prophesied or he was being, when Mary was being told he was going to have a son, you're going to call his name Jesus. You're going to call his name Emmanuel, God with us, right? The, one of the glories of the New Testament believer, one of the blessings that we have is that God is with us. And he lives inside of us. And he speaks. Holy Spirit's on board. And he doesn't just convict you of sin. Some people think that's all he does. No, he's there leading, speaking, and telling you to do things and challenging your heart and moving you in directions. And so we want to get in tune. I wanna, we want to have that dial turned in to where we just hear him clear. The way, you, the, way you get, the way you gain great clarity between the voice of the Lord and your own hearing is obey when God speaks, obey. Obey the things he tells you to do. That's how we gain clarity. That's how we, that's how we get in touch where we, we know what's going on. We understand what God is saying. You guys remember Samuel when he was being called and he kept thinking it was Eli calling him and he kept going back and forth with Eli and Eli gave him a way to know that he was hearing from the Lord and a way to respond. He said, the next time you hear the voice, instead of coming up to me, Eli said, I want you to say, speak Lord, for your servant hears. And that word hears means listens with the intent to obey. And the way you get clarity, the way you get better at hearing from God is when you listen with the intent to obey. I'm listening and I intend to do whatever it is you tell me to do next. As you listen like that, you'll hear clearer and clearer and clearer when the Lord is speaking to you. We all want greater clarity. We all want to hear God speak more clearly. So it's obedience that will bring us to that place. Look at verses 7 through 9. And when the assembly is to be gathered together, you shall blow, but not sound the advance. The sons of Aaron, the priests shall blow the trumpets and these shall be to you as an ordinance forever throughout your generations. When you go to war in your land against the enemy who oppresses you, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpets and you will be remembered before the Lord your God and you will be saved from your enemies. So here they're given a command, but there's also a promise. God says, when the enemies come, when you go to war against your enemy who oppresses you, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpets and God says, and then you'll be remembered before the Lord your God. So now this one I listen to, I think, wow, I thought the blowing of the trumpet was for the people. But if you notice what it says here, God says, look, when you go to war against the enemies who oppress you, then you shall sound the alarm with the trumpets and you will be remembered before the Lord your God and you will be saved from your enemies, so God says, also, when you call when you blow that trumpet, it's not just for your hearing. God says, in this case, here the promise is that when you blow it, I'm gonna remember you and I'm gonna take care of your enemies for you. So they're going into this promised land battle situation with prom- many promises. God says, wherever you guys put the foot of your feet, it's yours. Right here, God says, when you guys go to war against your enemies in the promised land, because there are going to be battles in the promised land, God said, when you blow that trumpet, I'll remember you, and I'll take care of your enemies. When you read this, do you think there should have ever been fear going into the promised land? But there was. And we're going to see as we keep going through this, the children of Israel occupied so little of what God had promised them, just a, just a fraction, just a small percentage of what God said was all theirs. They only got just a little bit of it. And the main reason, it was a couple things. Disobedience and fear. Disobedience, didn't let them get in. So there's going to be a whole generation that dies in the wilderness because they just wouldn't obey God. They wouldn't believe God. They wouldn't trust God. there will eventually be people that go in, but we don't get to really go in till Joshua. So we're in numbers, Deuteronomy, then Joshua. Finally, Joshua is going to be the one to lead them in. Moses is only gonna get him up to the, to the brink. And Joshua Joshua's gonna finally be the one to get in there and start having some victories. But even then, you go all the way through the book of Joshua, they only got a fraction of what God had. So how do we make sure that that's not the case for us? Here, God is saying, look, when, I, when you call, I'm gonna answer. When you blow that trumpet in obedience to me, God says, I'm going to be there. I want you to trust me. And I think for you and I that when we pray, When we call out to the Lord, there is a weakness in praying to God without believing. So if I pray and we call out to God, but there's no faith, does that faith please the Lord? Does that faith move God? No. God does not move by prayer that's not accompanied with faith. Now, some people think that faith has to be, well, I'm praying and because I have faith, I'm declaring what God will do. That's not faith. Faith is in God's ability to do anything. So there's never anything I'm going to ask God to do that my faith will say, God, there's you can't, there's nothing you can't do. So this thing I'm asking, it seems huge. Healing cancer or moving a, a, a issue or providing in a in a in a tight situation, but I know that for you it's nothing.
0: You've been listening to a transforming word with Pastor Bill Buffington. As we study through the book of Numbers, do you relate to how the people wanted to rebel, complain, and doubt what God's doing? Throughout this book, it's easy to pick up on a theme that God doesn't look kindly at a rebellious spirit or behavior. However, he corrects the people in a way that causes them to come back to him with the right kind of heart. The lessons that he taught them are the same ones he teaches you today. He wants you to live fully for Him, not just say one thing and do another. This means not going about your ministry complaining about the things that bother you. God wants you to be overflowing with gratitude for what He's doing in your life and to look back at the struggles and recognize that He was the one who got you through. Are you enjoying these things that you're gaining from the book of Numbers? Today's message is available to listen to again on our website at CalvaryEnglewood.org. Once you're there, just click on the Teachings tab. Otherwise, feel free to download our mobile app to listen to more messages like this. Just search for Calvary Chapel Inglewood in your app store. If you're looking for a place to connect this weekend, we'd love for you to join us for church. Look on our website for the latest information on service times and locations. We're a group of people who love to learn from God's Word and be together as the family of God. Again, our website is calvaryinglewood.org. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of A Transforming Word.